Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The gang is all here. We got Lillian, we got Kimmy, we got Titus and Jacqueline for season four, episodes three through six of The Unbreakable. Kimmy Schmidt, Kimmy meets a man, Lillian gets a new job, and we have so many pop culture references, you're not going to know what to do, so stay tuned. Love this song. Welcome, everybody. It's your favorite new panel on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. We're with After Buzz's TV's Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt After Show, covering season four, episodes three. I'm sorry, episodes five, four, five, and six. Sorry, got a little <laughs> tongue tied. Yeah, I got it. You know, I'm just a little emotional because it's the final season. So, you know, just a little tongue tied. It's okay. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. My name is Sahai. I'm your host this evening, and I have a lovely panel. Please introduce yourself. Yes, what's up, guys? My name is Candace Cruz. Hi, guys. I'm Laura L. Thomas. Hey, guys. I'm Caroline Thayer. So, ladies, these are the last three until we see them again in, what, January. So, what were your thoughts on these last three episodes? I didn't want them to be over. Like, it just went by so fast. Yeah, and I think part of it is because they're shorter episodes now. And Mm -hmm. so I, I, I feel like I got less... Uh, less Kimmy than I wanted. Yeah. Less Titus, less Jacqueline. I, I was really wanting more. So, yeah. What'd you think, Caroline? Oh, man. I actually think I liked the second half of the season, or the second half of the first part of the season, a lot more. Mm. Uh, I think there was a lot of interesting twists, especially in that last episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That are going to play out in the latter half of the season. Yeah. I agree. It was. Interesting. I think this show is so smart yet so funny, and that's what I love about it. And that's it was the fact that they brought up these issues that we're seeing with you know sexism, um, workplace sexual harassment in such a smart and savvy way. It, it was like I, it made me a little sad that I know that it's going to end eventually. But let's you know reminisce while we can. Um, yeah. We see Kimmy going out of town. She goes to Pittsburgh. You know, Jacqueline um, Lillian is actually happy for her because Kimmy needs to get her mind off of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. She meets a man on this trip. Oh, yes. She had an encounter. He was very attractive. Man. I was, was just happy that she. I was Good like, job, yes. Kimmy. You know, I was like, and I she said, goes for it. She does. Like I said before, earlier in our previous episode, um, that I want Kimmy to find love, and I thought this was her chance. But just like my dating life, you think something's going to happen, and it doesn't. <laughs> right there with <laughs> okay, you. Okay, I mean, timing is everything. I said it last <laughs> time. I'll say it again. All too. right. Well, you already have a husband and adores and, you and a baby, and so. now a baby a year later. I what, know. What, Candace, do you? have anything going on in the dating department since last year? Negative. I've had a lot of stories in between the last year. (laughs) But nothing solid. So... I've I'm looking a, for you. I've had a lot of marriage in the last year, but no stories. So, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, well, we'll just oh, you were pregnant, though. Oh my gosh! 
Kimmy had a hell of a story to tell. And I, I have to say, I loved the little play on dating life in general yes. Yes. with this and a lot of the people doing this and swiping left and right and Kimmy not being the tech savvy person that she right, is right. and it seems that this guy isn't but now I don't really know if I believe any of it I feel like you he's know. just like a slick I've had a lot of those stories with he has a hotmail account Okay, raise your hand yes. if you have a hotmail account or I raise still have a, my old one do you judge people when you hear that they have a hotmail account no. I do. I junk mail. I do. If you're like my mom's age and my mom's about to be 60, then it's cool. But if you're younger and you but still have But then why are you mail. supposed to have Gmail? Is yes. that only the only acceptable? I hate Yahoo Mail. No offense to Yahoo. So sorry. Wait, for I example. Just like the, yeah. the design. I We all have iPhones, right? So it's like there are certain things True. that culturally everybody does. And I think having a Gmail account is just one of those things now. Well, it's so easy. Yeah. Right. It's right. so easy. It's so attainable. To yeah. some people. But to Kimmy and uh, Danford, you know, Danford. they just didn't understand. And they were able to bond over that. I love the fact that Lillian came on this trip with her. Mm-hmm. And as an older person, I don't know if you noticed, like, with your parents, like with my mom, sometimes it's hard for her. I have to take a few minutes to explain things to her. And Lillian was also like, hey, you guys should be interacting with each other, mm-hmm. not on your phones. And I just spoke, it speaks to the generational gap with technology. Sure. Does your mom do this when she's FaceTiming you? Sorry, mom, but she does this. And I'm like, mom, I see up your nostrils. Can you just hold it up here? No, my mom does this. Or they hold it up my ear and you're like, I see the inside of your earlobe. Can you? I know. You know, the uh, just, you try. my mom is Jamaican, so she texts me in like traditional patwa. So that's like just the highlight for me because like I can hear her accent as she's. Uh, she, as I'm reading it, so that's that's funny to me. But um, we also see Kimmy upset about this this documentary about the Reverend. You know, she's trying to get House Flicks to remove it, and she's like, "I don't want to see this anymore." Yep. But it, it just it's like the gift that keeps on giving, and it comes back to her when the DJ at this event recognizes her. Did you guys expect that to happen? I knew something was going to happen. Wow. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess I did. I guess I guess I wasn't super surprised by it, but it made for a fun moment. It did. <laughs> and the twist of him being upset at her. Right. These guys, like, really... They twist it. Speaking of guys. Twist speaking of guys. Because I want to get into that. And I wanted to ask you ladies something. Because we see in this episode um, the gentleman who is an advocate for the reverend. Uh, his name was... Fingers. Fran. Oh, Fran. Fran. Fran Bobby Moynihan's character. Whom yeah. I love from SNL. He, I love him, but the character. The character is So insane. what did you ladies think about this, this, his statement that, you know, men are under attack and men are actually the ones that need, <laughs> need support? Are you coughing? Are you okay? Would you like the some be- water here? The best moment, Joke. I think, um, was definitely when Kimmy put him in his place and she's like it is not easy breezy beautiful cover girl yes Yes. and I was like thank you Kimmy Schmidt thank you for putting that out there because life is you know I'm sorry everyone has their own situation um, and everyone comes from a different background but I think that was very unfair for Fran to say yeah well I get in a perspective of the white male always being privileged all their life Mm. and then all of a sudden it's being revoked with everything that we've already talked about with the climate of sexual harassment with people having to adjust their tone with all the other things with you know we talked about racism and everything like they're feeling under attack which is I find 
BS because now they're just realizing what everybody else in has their life has been experiencing. So it's just really funny. I really like the play on it, but it makes people realize how stupid they actually sound sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think if nothing else, it starts holding people accountable for mm. their actions, yes. for their Agreed. words. And um, I think, you know, I do think in a lot of ways... Um, I need to formulate on this for one second. Yeah. So we'll move on and then I'll come back. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's, there's, there's something that I want to say and I don't know exactly how to phrase it yet, so we'll come back to that. But it was just interesting for me to see him. I was like, I, every time he would say his complaints, I'm like, why are you complaining again? I don't understand. Was, mm-hmm. But I was trying to see where he was coming from. But there are people that, that feel the way he does, yes. and that's what I appreciated about them bringing it up because mm-hmm. there are men that feel like, hey, all the things have changed. Now women are so outspoken. The scene when he Kimmy was... In entering the room and he was like excuse me men first you know it was just very interesting because he really felt strongly that men were under attack I think it's I think it plays to a level of ignorance mm. that's happening that's that's what I think it is because I don't I don't necessarily think that these men that are behaving this way are always bad men. Right. I think they're ignorant men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what it was playing to right. in the episode was not not putting men under attack or right. not, you know, putting them under a microscope. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of poking fun at the fact that a lot of guys really think this way mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and really don't know <laughs> what how their actions are wrong, you know? And Which, so, I have a question for you. As yes. a new mom and yes. you have a little boy. I do. How are you going to raise him? Oh, this is a great question. Like you know, this. with because <laughs> oh. we see Kimmy wanting to you know, affect the the way young men learn. So, for you as a new mom, what are some of the things you're going to teach your young son about oh, interacting well, with women? Very quickly, I feel very privileged to be having a son at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in a lot of ways, you know, I I was convinced that I was having a girl. So when I found out it was a boy, I was like, oh, what do I do with a boy? And then I realized it was this insane responsibility and privilege that I had that I that I get to now teach this this man how to be a man how to be a man that respects women how to be a man that that all that also um knows how to be strong and weak do you know what I mean like knows how to be strong and and stand up for himself and stand up for the people that he loves and also know how to be vulnerable and let a woman take care of him this is an a-plus mom over here a gift i mean Mm. it really is it's a it's a true gift so i'm uh i'm i'm I, I'll take it. I like it. Great job, man. Great that. job. That man. is a big conversation, though, nowadays yeah. of like, how do you raise boys in a Me Too world? Yeah. Because that is a thing as well, because not just in, in girls alike, yeah. because having to navigate, like, not automatically putting us on the defense, which I think a lot of us were raised under, of like, yeah. automatically, you know, Prince Charming and also being at the defense of like, always be aware and like of your surroundings how do you raise a woman to still be empowered but not on the defense you know I'm listening to um, Steve Harvey's act like a lady think like a man and he made a good statement he was like as women we do have to learn that it's okay if you expect a gentleman to to treat you like a lady Mm -hmm. guys real men should want to pay for you um, Mm -hmm. to show you that this is what they have to offer it's not that you're a gold digger every woman isn't a gold digger although he he did admit there are women that are like that but Mm -hmm. every woman isn't a gold digger as you would have as rap songs sometimes yeah. would have you think so chivalry is not dead gentlemen well it's not but then also there is there is this, this there's a responsibility on women too yes. to not emasculate our men at the right. same time you know mm-hmm. while we're while we are having an opportunity that um that has 
exceeded really any other opportunity that we've ever really faced in history. Right. I feel like we as women also have a responsibility to show up for our men, to mm. show up for the men in our society, to um, to not emasculate their role because I think that the role that they play in society is really important as long as they respect it. Agreed. You know, Agreed. You yes. know um, Lillian was loving all the men oh, at yeah. the conference. Yes, she was. <laughs> Lily was. Lillian went there with the mission did she accomplish it? Yes, she did. More uh, with more than one person. Yes, um, but that's what I loved about Lillian in this episode to see mm-hmm. a older woman mm-hmm. who was very sexual. Mm-hmm. Now, it made me think: At what age do you think people stop being sexually active? Because Lillian, what would we say? How old do we think she is? Like, I think she's in her sixties. Yeah, I would say sixties, right? 70s, well, yeah, because she was talking about having a, a if you had a if you were twenty six year old Jamaican child in a couple of oh yeah she, so <laughs> she is old enough to have a twenty six year old Jamaican child. child. So, yeah. yes. Wow. Yes, but at what age do you think people stop? I don't really want to think about this, to be quite <laughs> frank with you. I mean, I hope it doesn't ever stop. That's I right. Because that. well, the thing yeah. is, is like that ageism is another conversation. Exactly. Because a lot of people automatically think that once you get to a certain point, you're out of your sexual prime, yep. and that you're not allowed to fall in love, and that you're not allowed to have X, Y, and Z, exactly. when that's not true, because you always feel young in your mind. Yep. The outside just changes. Yeah. I mean, come back and ask me when I'm 60, and then I'll probably tell you the same thing. <laughs> Well, at least she didn't hook up with Chet because uh, the companion hologram for elderly therapy. Because it's a complicated. you know <laughs> that he she was looking at him like a like a snack, like he was an option. Mm-hmm. But she got real man instead of a hologram man. What were you gonna say, Caroline? Oh, I just think that like go her, and also the fact that she was super excited about the possibility of an orgy, or, and like and <laughs> she, like she was not just going after one man, right? But she had a mission to get several. Yeah. Um, and that whole episode, like scene where she basically um, goes into a conference room and is like the keynote speaker. Hilarious. So funny. But I loved her message. Like she was basically telling everyone, get off your phones and interact. Like, mm-hmm. yes, there are, are nerds or as Titus called them, dweebs. Um, <laughs> when he had his flat top, the hair <laughs> killed oh, me. So Titus's hair in high school was a flat top and he was a jock, ironically. And a bully. And a bully. Oh, right. Bully. But, and straight. And, quote unquote yeah. you know uh, waiting to come out but Lillian was like basically like get off your phones interact you guys That you're young you should be having the time of your life and I think mm-hmm. um, for single people who are now forced to go online it's a bit tricky so she's a, a call to interact face to face was really nice to hear from her mm-hmm. yeah. I love someone who is completely unapologetically themselves and that's what yes. Lillian represents yes. in this cast to me it's just somebody who who is not afraid to be themselves which is why I'm still very better they killed off Artie. I, I really thought that they were Caroline a wonderful match. Not, do we want to take a moment of silence for Artie? Are you, sure. are you okay? Just pause. They oh. did. They did have like a that nice a little short moment of silence. <laughs> well, no, because I just wanted to say, like, to Artie's uh, Artie's legacy does live on because, as we see, we yes. do, we do see him in uh, I think the first episode and also the last episode. Yes, we see him. In He's the last also episode. living very deep within some of those gentlemen that. Purchased him yes. for a lofty price at, as at, well. At that, uh, that special <laughs> club. So, you know, Kimmy disrupts the paradigm in episode four. And then in episode five, Kimmy and the Beast, we see Titus as a director, which was amazing. I loved it. 
he has grown so much in these episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, remember Titus had no job. He was depressed. Now mm-hmm. he's out in these streets doing these random, um, those scenes that were in the documentary that he, he didn't even know what they were for until he watched <laughs> it. He was like, oh, that's what they were for. <laughs> because I was is like, going to turn into a porno or not? <laughs> what he said oh, that. I thought the funniest part is when he was Kimmy. And he's like, I didn't know in the time. And he, like, he was, he was like, like, they told us we could keep the wigs. <laughs> That's all he cared about. Which he needs. I mean, he needs doesn't? more of, of yeah, course. You know, we all like options here. But yes. I was at first I was like, what are these things about? And so to see the fact that this documentary that we saw in the last uh, episode uh, three <laughs> was something that they were sitting at home watching, it yeah. all made sense yeah. then. Yeah. It all made sense then. But in this play... Um, Titus gets to direct children. His interactions with them were a little inappropriate, but we get to see him grow as a director. Um, Kimmy, we also see her live out her dreams later on in the episode of being in the play. She was so excited. So excited. I know. Um, And then Lillian and Jacqueline with this whole ticket scam. Okay, first of all, I think this is where we also see the uh, Mimi come back. Our friend Mimi, who is Jacqueline's assistant. Oh, oh yes, she's in eccentric Mimi. Yes, she was <laughs> yeah. in I think first episode and last episode. Yes, and Mimi she, was in the first episode of this season, like very very briefly. Oh, okay, okay. And, but then she's definitely in the sixth episode because yeah, she yeah. has a little uh, preface to Zan, which a about. little a little Mimi goes a long way. So I wasn't mad about yes, it. I was I'm so happy to it. see Mimi back and her crazy hair. I like her in doses. Exactly. That's how I, I think that's probably how Jacqueline likes her. Exactly. So. Exactly. But Jacqueline, by this time, her business is growing. You know, she is, uh, is getting to be a legitimate um, manager for Titus, mm-hmm. getting her 10%. Mm-hmm. You know, now Titus has this job with the school. Um, and But they decide, you know what, we're going to make some money with this total ticket scam. I mean, so it made me think, have you guys ever had a situation where your parents did not show up to a school event for you? Uh, and how did it make you feel? Yeah, like, I'll, I'll start. Like, my question. mom forgot to pick me up from school once. I think that all, yeah. As, as everybody That's like did. a rite of passage. Okay, yeah. so we, I'm not alone in that no, one. No. Okay, but. I'll and, just sip my water over oh, here. No, 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 no. I, I, my parents were really super supportive, but um, there are a couple of times I remember, like, sports games, they didn't show up. Um I'm going to throw my dad under the bus. I Uh feel so bad. I'm so sorry. My dad's, like, my best friend. But he was the head coach of one of my sister's, like, sports teams. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, a struggle to get him to one of my games because it was just his work schedule. But, oh, man, I held – I mean, clearly I still have a lot of animosity about it. Um, But – Yeah, I mean, parents do what they can now that you're the new mom. I was just going to say, well, I was the oldest of five kids, so there was was never enough time for anybody to be everywhere, but hashtag mom guilt is real. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no, yeah, you're not, you're not. My baby is at home right now, and I'm just like, no, I'm just kidding. Um, No, but it is. I mean, it's, you're, you can only do so much, you know, but I think this. The way that this went down was pretty, uh, pretty funny. How they got oh, yeah. a monopoly on the tickets, and they were like, "I am not going to pay thirty dollars to watch my kid dance around <laughs> as a root beer float." Like, right? You know, oh yeah, happen. that that was a good line. You know, I also go into the fact of these people that are watching the live theater and the play on 
I'm going to shout out a, a specific town in LA and you know what I'm talking about if you live in LA but these people that will buy into anything uh-huh. if it's hipster and it's trendy raw and it's trendy mm-hmm. I'll drop a hundred dollars sure and yes. yes I saw that I totally understand where she's coming from look how real that is I was like Yes, I know these people. I know them. I met them. I've I worked with them. them. They're my neighbors. Exactly. Yeah. I know exactly. them all. And it was Ruby's, great. Uh, social mammoth from yes, from girls. Girl. It was great to see her. We saw we had a lot of great cameos this season. Mm. Oh my gosh, the best. Uh, the, so many. Um, we Busy all, Phillips. Yes, whom I love. <laughs> we also had um, in the play. We had uh, Marseille Martin from Blackish. She plays one of yeah. the daughters on Blackish, but she was yeah. uh, the, yeah, the young girl the in the play. Girl. She was the lead female in the play which was great and speaking of the play so Titus uh, tries to squelch the dreams of another young actor in order to put himself first uh, we had what his name was um, it was Mini Titus uh, Hudson. Hudson it was Hudson but Mini yes. Titus who was exactly a Titus clone yes. similar to the Jacqueline clone that we saw in a in the episode yeah. earlier in a couple yes. episodes back but yeah it was like what you guys think of seeing like the, Titus's interaction with the kids I think it was exactly how I would expect Titus to yes. be. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. Like, and I and I honestly, I wasn't surprised when he when he, you know, kind of kicked Hudson to the curb and was like, <laughs> "You belong on the wrestling team." <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was you know? tragic. Oh, it was tragic. Poor but thing. I don't expect I don't expect anything less from Titus. What I what I loved was seeing the growth that he yes. made yes. and yes. actually realize coming to realize his place in that setting. And right. of course, Kimmy pushed him to get there. Which I really like. Definitely, definitely. But that happens in real life because uh, Hudson was tall. He was a big kid, so I'm sure people would say, "Oh, this is what you should do." But Uh really, you know, he he was even shy himself. He wanted to be in the background, and he had to be had that positive, you know, encouragement to to go to the front of the line. And those riffs, though, man, kudos. Saying right, (laughs) my husband, who doesn't even watch the show, watch like caught me watching some of it, and he was like. Oh, he's really good. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's really good, babe. Good well, job. Your husband and baby are probably also listening to you on iTunes. I hope so. And if they are, they should give us a, a five-star rating and a thumbs up. That's right. Yes, Thanks, please. honey. <laughs> and then you can also catch us on YouTube. Please like, share, and subscribe. And hit us in the comments and let us know what you think. Please, talk to us. And guys, we're in the live chat right now, too. So if you're on YouTube and you're watching uh, at this moment, let us know your thoughts. Just hop on over. There's a little column there to the right side. Just give us some of your thoughts. Do you agree, disagree? You have questions. We like our outfits today. (laughs) Right? Exactly, exactly. And then we're back tomorrow with our final wrap-up of season uh, four of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. We'll be doing some predictions. We'll have some special segments. So you'll love it and you don't want to miss it. Yep. So we have, you know, Titus, this play occurs, Kimmy gets to be in the play, Titus becomes the Prince Charming, as he said. And what I loved about this episode was Kimmy says that the time for boys to learn not to be male chauvinist pigs and that, you know, you shouldn't be climbing girls' hair, like the fairy tales say, and you shouldn't be breaking into their homes and forcing the shoes on them is now, basically. Like, we can start with the young people. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was an important message to have. Mm -hmm. Um, Lillian and Jacqueline also, you know, they sell all the tickets to everyone but parents. Right. And they make their money, and Lillian is ecstatic. And I love that the kids don't recognize it until the very end where they're like, who are these people? I know. Oh, that was my favorite. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> and then Kimmy gets really upset that the parents didn't come. Like, 
But, you know. Kimmy, it made me think, is she upset because she doesn't even know where her parents, like, what is her parents' Well, Lisa situation? Cadreau was her mom, oh, right? right, right. But remember, she, then she was like, well, you know, that time my mom was in jail. So it's like her, <laughs> like her parental situation is a little rocky. So I'm sure, like the kids, she was having a moment as well. Yeah. Yes. Oh, for sure. Um, we then go into our final episode, episode six, Kimmy Meets an Old Friend. Um, we get to see... The wrap up of Artie. We get to see his. I don't think it's the end though, because I think the way that this episode transpired and our introduction to his children will hopefully uh, give us more background into their lives Mm -hmm. if they're in the latter half of season four. So we meet Busy Phillips' um, character, who is Artie's daughter Sheba. Drug addicted daughter I guess. We'll like, just call her a black sheep. Okay. <laughs> I mean yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that. Right. <laughs> However she did have a necklace with some cocaine inside it. So I mean, it sounds like Lillian at one point probably had one too because she recognized it. Oh, precisely. <laughs> yes, she knew how to hustle at that uh, that bar that that used to be Artie's camp. Yeah, like she knew. She's like, take it and spread it around. <laughs> that private club, yeah. Which she I knew. think is amazing because I my um, my husband's dad pretty much did anything under the sun for a long. He was a hippie, okay, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he tried. He's tried everything, and it's funny. He he sat him down when they were having like you know, the talk or whatever, and not the talk, but talking about drugs and things like that in high school, and um, basically pulled him aside, and he was like, look, whatever you're going to try, I've already done it, so I'm going to spot it, I'm going to know you're doing it, whatever, (laughs) come to me first, and I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool, so I kind of, like, I kind of love that Lillian has been around the block, and she's able, she's wiser than I feel like people give her credit for. definitely, definitely, and it just made me realize, cocaine has been a theme in the show, Lillian sold Artie's ashes as fake cocaine. Which then, also, it's a little dark, isn't it? Yes. Do these people not recognize that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, we'll talk about another dark moment at the end where I was like a little bit uncomfortable, but. Yes. Okay, yes. And um, then um, Titus had the cocaine nail at the nail salon. She offered it to him to make his, that one nail longer. Right? And then now oh uh, this daughter, Sheba, with a cocaine necklace. So there's, you know, I guess there's a theme here of cocaine going on. Tina Fey, what are you trying to say? Well, exactly. everybody loves Narcos shows. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe it's going to hold like. Route to that. Oh, Who knows? Also, thought mm-hmm. what if the money that we saw in the briefcase mm-hmm. somehow <gasps> tied to some like drug extortion type situation Ooh. with puppets? I mean, the puppet is they a shady character. They hide it in the puppet. Oh, oh yeah. man. Sorry, yeah. just throwing that in there, writers. That's going see. down. I like the way you think. Mm. I like the way you think. This episode, we also see the return of Zam, Zanthippi. Um, yeah. There was a lot in that episode. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot happening. Um, she thinks she's pregnant by a gentleman named Cap Tylenol. Tylenol. Which, yeah. Tylenol. Which I found interesting because I love the part how when she and Jacqueline were talking, uh, Zan said that her mother would actually be happy because... It would be a, a wealthy guy. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that does happen sometimes. Like, people are like, okay, as long as he's got money, you'll be good. Well, Happy even day. Jacqueline's ears perked up a little bit. <laughs> she did. Yeah. It, I think it was a return to the old way she used yes. to think. Right. Yeah, and I thought that was probably one of the most redeeming moments of Jacqueline, yeah. seeing how she realized Zan came to her because she really needed her. Mm. Um, and then the best part of that entire episode was when they go into the boys' dorm room. Yes. Um, and they just ridicule um, the boys and they're like tell everyone all your little boyfriends why um, you ended things with Zan right. like she didn't you didn't break up with her exactly. like she isn't a slut 
Tell the truth, yeah, finally. Yeah, tell the yeah. truth. Yeah. And I was like, go Jacqueline. Yes, and they, they trashed that room. The part that hurt was when they threw the pizza on the floor. That, that, yeah. hurt, that hurt. <laughs> right. They did grab a piece, though. That's that true. They did want to go, which does sound really good right now. I know. And she looked right. real good, again. I'm going to just say that again. Jacqueline. All of them. Yeah. Jack, Jacqueline, her outfit, those, like, leather pant jean things or whatever Ooh. she was wearing, I was Always. like, get it, girl. Flawless. Maybe I just, I think I just have body envy right now. No. After you're, having a baby. Look, you're gorgeous. You're, you're, well, you're, look, you've had a child. Some of us have gained weight and we have no excuses so. but and we're all gorgeous <laughs> we indeed. are beautiful <laughs> that's right and, and that's one of the themes speaking about that self-acceptance you know yeah. Kimmy has the return of this old friend her Jan Sport backpack oh I love this character I she's know. so sick I know but oh man I'm a little just... creeped out by it oh I thought she was so cute the fact that it talks and had arms and, and moves I don't know I, I was I don't know if this is the moment you were talking about but I was like slightly disturbed when Kimmy was murdering. Yes, the I was too. Is that, what, is that the dark part you were talking about? I was so uncomfortable watching it. I, I was like, yo, where is this going? Something, save men. this backpack. Somebody help her. Slowly picking up a rock and yeah. putting it in the backpack. Yeah. I was it made me super uncomfortable. I was like, oh my gosh, is she actually going to go through with this? I know. I'm really glad that it, it didn't It was like happen. an episode of Law and Order, throwing it into the uh, Hudson River. Yeah. It's like, where's Olivia Benson? Something's going to happen. <laughs> but you know, crazy things always happen by the water. Isn't that where like Titus washed up ashore? So but we yeah, always with, have... with Jacqueline. Yes, crazy things always happen in that spot. But fortunately, the Jansport backpack, which if you grew up in the 90s, like, I, I know, wanted one of those so hello, bad. Hello, like in New York. They were like, too expensive. If you didn't have a Jansport backpack growing, uh, starting school you were nothing like no. it, it was and it wasn't like it, it wasn't super super expensive right. but to have the Jansport name was important and you it were just, nothing yes. <laughs> we also had L.L. Bean where you could get it monogrammed L.L. Yes. Bean happened L. L. Bean. a lot in the south, south. Yes, yes yes in the yeah. south when I moved Jansport to Virginia Jansport was cool up until a certain grade and then you had to have the L.L. Bean with the monogram if you didn't have the monogram you weren't cool either yeah hmm. it's a, you know, oh boy but I never got one so Kimmy does not <laughs> <laughs> soon there's still time there's, there's, there's a return I can get one like Kimmy's exactly I would love her dearly we could go on adventures all the time yes. wait but actually that was a really interesting uh, moment when she found her backpack I was like with why is one she of the, the school with one of the kids <laughs> had the backpack and she had some like blue more sporty boy backpack right um, and they sw- swapped and I thought that was but I was, like, was that a strip club it made, yeah it made me think why, Kimmy why are you in, in this school with the kids with your own backpack on I'm like is this why was she it just did it make sense to you guys she never graduated there? from college so maybe she she's starting and from, also like I just I feel like that she doesn't she lost her backpack and I feel like that was like a, a part of her identity very you know so. what I mean 100%. so I think she had to kind of get something to fill that void um, and she doesn't go anywhere without it. What I did love was all of that many, many bite-sized candy that she pulled out, <laughs> poured out yeah. of her backpack. I was like, yes. that that looks like a backpack I would have. Exactly. There's no wallet. There's no lipstick. No, you there's don't need no nothing. nothing. Just candy. Just candy. What I love about the backpack situation is that Kimmy says something that we thought we'd never hear from her. She says, I've grown up. That's what yeah. she tells the backpack. And it was an interesting moment because we always see her as like this childlike character who doesn't even know that 9-11 happened because Titus doesn't even want to tell her because, you know, oh, we, yeah, she has such a, a simple mind. But she says, if I want to change the world, I've got to start by changing myself. And as women... How profound. I mean, deep, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I just celebrated a birthday and it was, a, you know, it's a time Happy to... Happy re- belated birthday. birthday. 
And it, it was a time, you know, birthdays are a time, it's like our official new year for ourselves. And it made me reflect and think how I have changed and grown as as an individual myself. So to see Kimmy growing as well, I was like, kudos to you. Sister. Did you get rid of your Jansport? I never had. I think that uh, another moment where we so, sorry, I totally just cut you off. No, it's Are okay. You want to no, no more, Jansport no more Jansport talk. But I think no, um, we're good. We may, we may all end up. with If Jansport you have one, time. send it my way. <laughs> Look, I, I did have a Jansport and I hated it. Dang, there were, you were the only not, one. There were not oh, any. There were not any pockets. So then I uh, upgraded to the LL Bean one and North Face, and like I went through way too many backpacks. <laughs> and there are so many more pockets, which you know you can store gum or you like. Know. Pencils, all uh, the things. But <laughs> so either way, things. either way, I was going to say Kimmy showed so much growth, and uh, I think we touched on this briefly. But when she met that guy in see um, episode four, yeah, uh, turns out he was married, and she. T- totally oh. called them out for mm-hmm. it. Um, and I was like, go girl. But did you think it was hypocritical because technically she was married as well? I mean, and that's it, it was an interesting moment because I've been dating online and there are men who say separated. <gasps> you know, that <gasps> no. are, yes, there are men with two-year-old children on these sites. And it's like, okay, it should be now start thinking that there's different levels to marriage like or is it once you hear the word married that's it or is there certain situations like hey remember when Brad and uh, Angelina met technically he was still married but were they separated does that make the person like fair game so what what do you guys think that hurts I think that um, as the married woman. Oh I mean, yeah, you, no, may you have, go ahead first, mm-hmm. and then we'll. Oh go. no, because I do not have the relationship advice or like experience nearly. Well, all I, <laughs> all the only thing that I would say to that as a married person in the room mm-hmm. is that um, you know you never know what's going on inside a relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. You never know. Um, you never know someone's situation. So, on the one hand, I would say that like okay. Separated means a lot of it could mean a lot of things. Right. Could mean hey, we're working, we're working on things. We are not working on things. Mm-hmm. We're waiting on the paperwork to be filed. Right. It takes a long time to get divorced. Y'all. True. Like that's mm. what I'm saying. So a lot of times people say separated because they're not technically technically divorced, but they've got like a countdown on their phone going mm-hmm. like, okay, ten more days until I'm officially divorced. Right. So on like in that, I can see where there's a gray area for me personally. Like until it's until it's like the the ink's dry right. on the on the paperwork. I don't want to. I would not even go there because you know what right. happens. The wife ends up calling all the time. The baby mama calls you. And oh is, my gosh, does that happen to you? We will not discuss it. <laughs> We're going to talk about Kimmy Schmidt here. Yeah, yeah. Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> Kimmy. But I, but I'm but, saying too that uh, like the situation with Dan. Are you're talking you're talking about Kimmy? Yeah, Kimmy being married now and. I don't think that's the same. No, her situation, I don't think that that's hypocritical at all. I don't think that there was any any relationship there at all. I think she was completely... You know, forced into a marriage brainwashed totally, totally and so and she's also, free to see whoever she wants this is just that, that to me that's just like a technicality it, and it speaks to just cult, pop culture because you know like we see these celebrities who are married and then we see them with someone else and we're like ooh you're a bad person but like you said we don't know what's going on inside that marriage and Never these, know. these men thought Kimmy was like the ride or die wife to the reverend yeah. uh, from the yeah. outside looking in but they didn't know how much he tortured her yeah well I think that he, the man, uh, made his, I forget what his name was, Danford, thank you, Mm -hmm. made his uh, situation very clear. And he was like, 
you know, I just come here, have fun, weekend, the wife doesn't have to know, and then I head back home, and then he has a dog with her, and it's, that's evident that he's cheating on his wife. Um, well, yeah, that guy should be kicked to the curb. Right, yes. which Goodbye. is, <laughs> which, Goodbye. full circle, awesome job, Kimmy, um, for standing up for herself and for other women in the room. Definitely. So, yeah. So, Dan was here, uh, Danford was spitting game to Kimmy, um, <laughs> but game. we've got some other, you know, game and quotes that we liked this season on the show. Mm. Um, so, we'll go into a little special segment we'll call Kimmy Quotes. Oh, I like that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> one of the quotes that I liked was, let's see, um, unlike with Kennedy, we'll never know why MTV replaced her as a VJ. That was Lillian. Now, for me, who used to watch a lot of MTV in the 90s, <laughs> and for those who don't know, Kennedy was a VJ on MTV who suddenly disappeared. So the fact what? that <laughs> what? They, like they fired her and no one knew why. Oh. So the fact that Lillian, you know, and the writers decided to put this in as a joke, and like for people like me, I was like, you guys get me. You guys you get, get me. Now Kennedy's gonna resurface on Instagram all of a sudden, blow up in this show in this one cameo right. of her name. Oh, but you know what? We also had a after buzz uh, connection to one of the quotes actually with our own Maria Manu. <gasps> right. Yes. Yes. References. Yes. FYI, my fantasy bunker, Copperfield era, Claudia Schiffer, two Marie Menounoses, Menounoses, <laughs> and one of them, pomegranate juice bottles. Bam, bam, boom, bam. <laughs> did I, I say mean, it right? Did I say that yes, right? Yes, you did. Perfect. Perfect. Bam, perfect. bam, bam. bam. <laughs> there we go. I can't say that he's wrong. I mean, I mean, yeah, Maria. One Maria Menounos is, is like amazing. It's, it's, Can you imagine two? Hey, right? and she's a Gemini, so there are two sides. Ah. Oh. Birthday twin. And Happy she's birthday, such Maria. A badass. She's amazing. amazing. And I can say that. I'm so sorry. I'm going to say it anyway. She is. She's amazing. So thank you, Maria, for all that you do. Shout out, Maria. I mean, you've made it when you're referenced in Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. But you're referenced at all in general. Someone referenced me. Yeah. Well, you reference it. I know, right? <laughs> it's coming soon. Laura, did you have a favorite quote? Um, mine's not necessarily a quote, okay. but mine is a moment, a okay. tightest moment. When uh, Kimmy Kimmy storms in and she's uh, all in a tizzy, I can't even remember exactly what she was in a tizzy about. But he immediately wants to make it about him in the play, <laughs> yes. and yes. and she go and she goes, "You can't make it about you that fast." And he whips out one of those like little mini timers, yes. like, little plastic timers, and he was like, "All right, go." I just thought that was so very tight. <laughs> I was like, tight-ish. "Of course, you have a, like a little timer that's what all of sixty seconds." Exactly. Maybe? I don't know. I just thought that was cute. Caroline, any favorite quotes? There was one moment when. Um, Kimmy, and I thought this was very full circle given um, the writers on this show and the creators of The Office and just the whole SNL world when she says, excuse me. And that's a very, very common phrase used by um, Mindy Lahiri from The Mindy Project. Mm -hmm. Uh So Kimmy, so really Ellie Kemper and then um, Mindy Kaling were starred together on The Office. And then they're all, they've all like, you know, in that SNL New yes. York family. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought that was a cute little reference to her. Definitely. I feel like um, seeing all these strong female characters and also seeing these characters stand up for themselves and have mm-hmm. so much growth is what we saw as the overall theme. We saw a lot of isms this season. Yeah. We yep. saw sexism, ageism, racism, you know, uh, all these topics that are currently, you know, affecting our, our daily environment. So to see this show in a comedic way tackle them and show the growth and the and how you can learn from other people's experiences was great, and I really love that. Um, 
we're wrapping up, guys. Oh, I have one more thing, though, that I really sure, enjoyed, sure, though. Sure, sure, sure. With um, the growth of Titus, with being able to pitch his show. Like, did anyone else think that that was amazing? Yes. Because that's, like, a huge, huge deal. He didn't really, I mean, he pitched Kimmy's book. Right. But <laughs> which he was went into a meeting. Yeah, that's true. And then the book... Like, he gets something else from it, which could also tie into the movie or said movie or season. Project, yeah. Second half of the season. Mm-hmm. And also, fans. the book and the little boy being such yes. a boss and sitting there and being like, no, what? Really? I love it. I was like, yes, you are a future CEO, sir. Yes. But yes. didn't you say earlier that, you know, it shows that where people are able to do things on their own now. You don't have to wait. Mm-hmm. So this little boy yeah. like, sounded like yeah. Kimmy's, like, a uh, writing partner She now. gets that back, back, yeah. back on. And she, th- actually, this happened, this happened, this happened. I was like, oh. I just yes. thought that was really cute and also showing how you know, they're really, it depends on how you, I think, kids are raised. Mm-hmm. And if you are raised with the notion that men and women are equals, um, then the future and this little boy is going to be very bright. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You know, we uh, see Lillian become the person managing uh, Sheba's money. Ooh, you yes. know, Titus ha- gets this opportunity to work on a project with the second um project that Catherine Heigl you know the second comeback for Catherine Heigl <laughs> yeah. which I thought was funny. straight to cancel except poor thing <laughs> and you know Kimmy is, is also a writer as well you know she finally found a reason to write a book for Random yeah. House um, and Jacqueline I, has her nice moment with Zan yes and the company exactly and you know now she she's she's a boss now she's got an assistant so everyone yeah. kind of had their full circle moment so it'd be interesting to see where they go from here it's been a nice pause yes, yes. it doesn't yes. feel like a finale but it was a nice pause yeah so i was like okay but we don't know where they're going but if you want to know where they're going you can watch us tomorrow <gasps> same time because we're doing all predictions tomorrow mm-hmm. for this next final season of the unbreakable kimmy schmidt season four thank you for watching us today Thanks. my name is sahai and you can find me at say hi sahai and candace where can they find you you guys can find me everywhere on social media at candace r cruz yay and i'm laura l thomas you can find me at laura l thomas tv and I'm Caroline Fair, and you can find me at Caroline J. Fair. Thanks for watching, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye. Check us out tomorrow. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.